glasses on. I'm at a funeral. Oh, sunglasses. Yeah. Are we live? Fuck it. Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Shaffin, along with my good friend, Artemis Brower. Artie, how are we doing, man? Can you hear me? Artie? Artie, are you there? Artie. Josh. I don't know what's going on. Can you hear me? I got you, Artie. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, Josh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Show must go on. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I'm texting Artie to see what's going on with him. But, uh, Lots to talk about this week, Josh, Artie, whoever's there. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's on the screen. I don't know what's going on. He's on the screen. I, I, I don't I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, I don't know. Anyways, got to love when we do these things live. Got to love hey, when we do these know, things live. The art of production. I mean, I I, I just don't know. What's going on with him? Uh, but Josh, lots to talk about. Lots going on in, in the world of ECU athletics. I mean, I mean, tons going on as far as transfer portal. I mean, they keep killing it on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, your take so far on on, on the week. I think ECU has done what we always wanted them to do and just went out and got the guys. Did what it take, did what it took to really just kind of make the big splashes that we've all been waiting for all these years. So I mean I feel like I feel like we, we really knocked it out of the park this year with the with the transfer portal. Yeah, we've lost some guys, but you know, keeping the main core, especially on defense, with as good as our defense has been this year, it's just been crazy to see. Uh, how, how we performed in the in the transfer portal and not having a lot of guys decommit after the season we had, which is that's just another compliment to the coaching staff. Yeah, for sure, and and we'll we'll get to it here in a little bit. Uh, Josh, I know you kind of got thrown in here, uh, but do you have a number seventy six? I don't have a number seventy six on hand. Do you have a number seventy six? I do. I do. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with PK Subban. I think <clears throat> I would say he's chalk, but um, 834 games played in the NHL, all rookie team in 2010, three-time All-Star, won the Norris Trophy, uh, won the King Clancy Trophy in 2021-2022, um, won number 76 for I believe his 12-year career. Um, so yeah, PK Subban. That, that's that's my number 76, and then. I guess Artie, Artie says he's good. Hey, can, can, right. can you hear me? Am, 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 I, am I here? Okay. Yeah, you're good. 
I don't know what was going on. I couldn't hear you guys. I, I was here in the background. Nobody added me. Like, it was at 8 o'clock. I ain't seen nobody, and I, I don't know what happened. I'm here. I'm sorry, fellas. The joys of technology. I was actually here at 7.58, so I don't know. We had you in. Yeah, you were, we, we you saw you at the bottom. We saw you. I, I don't know what was going on. I apologize, <laughs> gentlemen. I'm, I'm sorry about that, but I'm here. I'm here. Uh, do you have a number 76, Artie? You stole mine. It was P.K. Subban, so there you go. That was that was my 76. There we go. <laughs> Must be chalk. Uh Artie, before we get into everything, I mean, just kind of at a glance, this past weekend was big for, for ECU football. Yes. Just kind of your thoughts, like before before we really get into, into the thick of things. Yeah, I, I think Josh hit it right on, on on the nail. Like it's ECU doing the things that they need to do to be a successful program. Right. Like, like right. these are the things that we want to do, the things that we want to see going out there, being aggressive. These coaches taking flights, these coaches taking road trips, these coaches doing whatever they got to do to get these guys in the building, because we know we have an opportunity to be something super special. Not just two, three, four years from now, we can really turn this thing around next year if we really want to. But we got to be aggressive. It starts with hitting that portal hard. It starts with getting these transfers in here. It starts with getting these guys that are dedicated and committed to the program. So just huge week. We're going to get into these names, I know, here shortly, but uh, very, very excited about some of the names. Obviously, we've got one here tonight, but very, very excited about the names coming in. For sure, yeah. Um, all right, but before we get to any of the football stuff, let, let's go through around ECU athletics, right? Women's basketball, I mean, get to 6-3, and three, defeat a good team in, in George Mason last night, 65-44. Uh, I mean, Amaya Joyner. Girl can ball. That yes, girl can, can ball. Yes, she can. 27 points last night. Your, your thoughts on her? Yeah, she's a, she's a baller. She's an absolute baller. She's alpha. <laughs> she she is an alpha woman. Um, and to see this team, because, I mean, George Mason came in 8-1, and one, so they they were a very, very good team. I know George Mason was a team that, that kind of smacked us around last year. We lost to them last year, so it was nice to kind of get that sweet revenge uh, this year. Getting ourselves in the right position, right? We we had some kind of tough losses early. Now we're starting to kind of get back on track, get ourselves in the right position, sitting at six and three. This team can still do whatever they want to do. They can still go back to back for a conference championship. They can still make it back to the NCAA tournament. They can do whatever they want to do. They just got to, you know, continue to go out and execute. Yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, Danae McNeil also had 18 points. Uh, Micah Dennis went nine for 12 from the free throw line. I mean, this is just, we saw it last year, what they did, and they're building on it. Yeah, the record's not what we would have hoped it would be at this point in the season, but you're still 6-3. and three. You're still, I mean, beating teams that others think that you, you may not beat, right? You got a big test this weekend. Or, yeah. I mean, South Carolina, is it this weekend or next weekend? I, I my days are all mixed up with the holidays. I guess it's not this weekend. This weekend's so Christmas. Charleston Trump, Southern this Thursday. And then South Carolina after that, I believe. So we have Charleston Southern first, and then we have South Carolina. Uh, I, I think it's after Christmas. So, yeah. I mean, you, got South, you can't look ahead, but that's a big one. But we got we got South Carolina coming to Minji's, Come, correct? Coming to Minji's. Woo! Y'all better pack that place out, man. Y'all better pack that place out. I, there better not be a seat. Uh, 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 space of air nowhere in that in that building. Y'all better pack that place out. Are you kidding 8, me? 8,000. 8,000. Get them in there. Butts and seats. If you're a student, 
Tell your parents, hey, got to get back. To, to, get back to say that's early. the biggest women's basketball game in our program history is an understatement. Y'all got to get out to that. I, I mean, you, you've had UConn come in several times. When they were under under Gino, yeah, oh yeah, when okay, they were yeah, the yeah, that, yeah, 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 that's true. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. But then, but it was, with, but with it was this, always with this team actually being good and having an opportunity true. to do better things, and also having a South Carolina, which is kind of the cream of the crop right <laughs> now in the women's basketball game. I don't know. I, I I still say this is up there with one of the biggest, if not the biggest, game in women's basketball history in Minji's. I mean. The second biggest would be the the women's NIT game where your boy had a uh, had a had a run in it and got thrown out uh, of the Minji's Maniacs. Uh, that that was that was that was that game. That was the second biggest. This is the biggest. This is the biggest. I'm excited, Artie. This, why not us? Kim McNeil said, "Why not us?" Man, I would I would love to be at that game. I doubt that I can actually get down there, but I would love to go to that game. God, I'd love to go to that game. Storm the courts. Storm the courts, y'all. Um, and then men's basketball, look. Men's basketball six and five right now, but when you when you say that they're six and five, you gotta also remember they were within a point mm-hmm. of two SEC teams in the final minute. Talk about the performance from from ECU men's. It's it's bittersweet. It's 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 kind of and and I think we we touched on this either last week or a few weeks ago. But like that's like the final maturation step, not the final, but one of the, one of the final pieces in, in in this program, kind of taking that next step, right, is being able to actually win these types of games. You know, you you beat who you're supposed to be. Yay, bravo. You beat you beat, you know, South Carolina Prairie View State. Great. But to go in and be able to beat a South Carolina or a Florida, right? To really kind of make a name for yourself, to really kind of put some 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 wholeness on on, on your name, that that's huge. So to me, that that's the next step. Yeah, we, we played good. We played good enough to win. We we competed. We were right there in the end. Um, but good isn't good enough, right? So we 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 gotta take that next step. We gotta get over the hump. We've got some dudes, we got some studs on this basketball team. I still absolutely believe in Schwartz. Um, he's going to get us there. Bar none. I, I definitely believe he's going to get us there. I know it's still gonna take time, so I'm not gonna be impatient. I'm gonna be very, 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 very patient with this basketball program because I have to be. Um but definitely seeing that next step, being able to win those kinds of games, especially when a South Carolina and a Florida, they're, they're good, but they're not what they could be, what they were previously, historically. So you know, being able to get those means a lot. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, hopefully no news yet on Bobby Pettiford. Expecting, I think Schwartz has a, has a media availability, I believe, tomorrow. Um, before the Pirates take on Delaware State, but gotta hope that he's okay. You, you, you gotta have him down the stretch. I agree, wholeheartedly. So, um, yeah, but already, let anything else you have have on uh, on basketball? Nah, mm-hmm. season's still young, baby. Season's still young. Conference play is gonna be a doozy, though. I can't wait for conference play. Ooh, January second, mark your calendars, y'all. Not wait.
Shock the world. ECU beats Florida Atlantic. Yeah. I ain't calling that one, but. <laughs> hey, why not us? Why not us, um, right? All right, football team. Uh, Ryan King enters the transfer portal. Uh, but then tomorrow, oh, and then Julius Wood also, I mean, declared for the draft, of course. Right. I mean, we all knew that, but. Yeah, um, that, 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 was, that was obvious. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going pro. And do not let this man go undrafted. Let's talk about Julius Wood for a second. Do not let this man go undrafted. Duke and ball. And there's going to be one general manager in the oh. NFL that looks like a very smart man when they either draft him or they sign him as an undrafted free agent. I mean, he, he can ball. The speed, the, the physicality. Artie, you're just talk to me about Julius Wood a little bit more. Man, he's 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 amazing, right? I mean, he started every game this past season. Obviously, a, a captain on that defense. You know, he out there flying around the ball, making tackles. I mean, he could have had double digit tack, tackles every single game if he really wanted to. Um, but the guy is going to get after it. He is a pro's pro. He's a, he's a man's man. He's a he's a he's a worker's worker. So. I definitely think that he should be drafted. Now, is he going to be an early round guy? Obviously, no. Um, but drafted, yes, he should absolutely be drafted. To me, you know, he's he's got the upside on the defensive side of the ball, um, like a Jaquan, um, that he can come in. He's going to have to kind of earn his stripes the same way Jaquan McMillan had to earn his stripes. But you look at it now, we're talking about Jaquan probably possibly going to a Pro Bowl this year, you know, on a defense that looked real suspect, but he's been one of the catalysts to turn that thing around. So Julius Wood kind of has that same trajectory to me. Um, but somebody's going to be extremely happy getting him, kind of stealing him probably one of them later rounds in the draft. Yeah, for sure. I, I would I would love to have him on my Falcons. Your Falcons need a lot. My Falcons, we need a quarterback. They, yeah, you definitely need a quarterback. You definitely need a quarterback. Quarterback, offensive line. The Falcons are a lot in a position similar to what ECU was in this offseason. It's tough. It's tough watching, man. Tough watching. It's all good. And you, and you guys still might mess around and get to the playoffs, though. We don't. Eight and nine. That's how bad the NFC South is. You might mess around and get to the playoffs. Terrible. Man, I, I hate the NFC South. <laughs> Just awful. That's okay. There, there's always one. There's always one division in football. In the last two or three years, it, it's been the NFC South. I guess the last two years, really. Yeah. But there's always one. It used to be the AFC South. Right? That is true. So, that is true. All right. Early signing days tomorrow, Artie. I always love early signing day. I uh, always love waking up and seeing the coaches, they always tweet this picture of, or post a picture of like the, the working room and the fax machine waiting to get these in out, these national letters of intent, the NLIs, right. Not to be confused with the NILs, lots of acronyms going on. Um, I always love just keeping up as you go through early signing day. And, and then also the regular signing day, but, Artie, let's talk about some guys that, that are coming through. That we want. I think we have five guys listed that we want to talk about 
Um, let's talk about these guys. Peyton Reader, I mean, offensive tackle. Big boy, 6'5", 290. We need that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. And may- maybe we could add 15 to 20 pounds to him, but Big John will get him right. Out of Metroliner Christian Academy, uh, other offers, Artie, James Madison, Maryland, Charlotte, Coastal Carolina. I mean, to get this kid and keep him in state, that's big, right? Very excited, very excited about him. Your thoughts on, on bringing in a guy of, of his size? Got to, got to get that O line right at, at at some point, right? We got to, we got. That's what we have to focus on. We got, you know, we're do, we're doing the check boxes, right? So we got the offensive coordinator. We think we have our our guy at quarterback. Now the main focus is going to be that O line. As much as we like the flashy guys, the running backs, the receivers, scratch all that. The main focus right now is O-line. I, I, I need some big uglies. I need some big nasties. I need some dogs. Um, I need some guys that come in with a chip on their shoulder, angry, ready to play, ready to prove themselves. So for me, offensively now, what are we doing about that O-line? So I'm, I'm excited to see them target a guy like this. For sure. Uh, and then next up, Dylan Lort, wide receiver, 6'1", 180 pounds. Once again, wouldn't mind putting a little bit of weight on, on, on this kid, but um gotta come. I mean, you gotta remember these are 17 year olds. Yeah, right? They're, they're not, yeah, that the, the size of comp. They'll be all right. Had a home in-home visit this week. Um I, th- I think the biggest comp from an ECU standpoint, I see a lot of people throwing around the Zay Jones similarities. Don't do number that lately. 50, number 54 player. In Tennessee, got offers from Charlotte, Marshall, uh, UAB, and Troy. Uh, talk about talk about the need at wide receiver and restocking that position. I mean, to go from a gang of riches and Isaiah Winstead and CJ Johnson <laughs> two years ago, two thousand yard receivers together on the same team in the same season, to go from that and then to have that kind of dramatic. Drop off now. Chase Sowell, obviously, he's he's going to be the guy. I think next year he's going to come in, and he's definitely going to be wide receiver one. We expect him to be, but he needs help. He cannot do it by himself. We have to bring in other guys that can bolster that wide receiver room. ECU is low key out of the group of five. We we wide receiver you. That's what we are. Out of the G five, we are wide receiver you. That that's what we're known for. We produce NFL talent at that position. We always have great you know receivers at that position. So that needs to be a quick turnaround, right? It, 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 should, it should not be a drop-off, you know, mo- no more than, than a season. That's got to be a quick turnaround. So I expect our wide receiver room to get better quick. Sorry, I, I was trying not to I was call. like, you, you, you're muted, brother. Where you at? No, I'm still dealing with this bullshit, already. Uh, what you got? You got whooping cough or something? What you got? <laughs> whooping cough. <laughs> what you got? I don't know, man. I feel like I'm going to die. I'm over here sucking down. I'm, I'm over here sucking down halls, drinking as much fluid as I can. Um. All right. Next, Cole Hodge had a great relationship with Coach Kirkpatrick. Guy we had on a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago on the podcast. We've talked to him. He he's very committed to ECU. He's committed to Coach Houston. Um. Coach Kirkpatrick. Coached his 
quarterback coach uh, at Louisville, helped him get to the NFL. Um, number 15 player in Kentucky, coming off a 3A state championship. A lot of people could compare him to Holden Aylers. Not I'm not there yet. Uh, his brother's also committed for uh, the 2025 class. Uh, already, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did I see that his brother was all state on both sides of the ball? Did, am, did I Iron see Man. that correctly? All state defense, but he led the he led like the state in like three categories on offense. It was something wild like that. Like he is a beast. He's a beast. Gotta love that. He's got uh, Cole, guy coming in uh, in this class. Uh, got offers from Liberty, App State, and Marshall. He is going to enroll early. We know that for a fact. Um, so excited to have him in Greenville. Yeah, you got to build out the pipeline of quarterbacks, right? We we saw it. We got into trouble when we we didn't have the next quarterback ready. Ready, yeah, right. Like you don't want to get to a situation where you have so many guys and it's too crowded, and you ain't getting nobody prepared for for that next jump up. So JDB has has his work cut out for him. Look, you got Kane Hauser coming in. We're gonna talk about that here in a minute. But Kane Hauser coming in, right? You got Raheem Jeter still. Alex Flynn still on on the fence. Talked to him earlier this week. Still on the fence, still weighing out his decision. But without Mason Garcia, without Alex Flynn, that quarterback room is thin, right? Bringing in a freshman, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another one. Um, I, I know ECU's been looking at another quarterback, even in the transfer portal. Um, so it's, it's you, you got you got to have – I like to have four guys in there, right? Breed that competition. Build that competition. Um, Artie, your thoughts? I concur. Build that competition. Just do not repeat yourself with the same mistake. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a mulligan for not developing Flynn or Garcia. We can't give you a mulligan for messing up again. So you got to be able to, you know, obviously we think, you know, we don't know who the starter is going to be. We, we, we presume, um, you know, if Caden Hauser comes in and does what he needs to do, it, it, it'll, it'll be him. But um, that next guy up needs to be ready and, 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 and shoot from the hip ready to go. So just don't be mistaken the, the, the same mistakes. For sure. And, and, go ahead. No, go ahead. You got it. I was just going to say the, the next guy we had on the list was TJ Engelman, um, running back, another in-state guy. Um, yeah. I mean, big biggest hit for ECU in, in a loaded room. I mean, th- this is this is a guy that is going to come in. He knows that he's going to – he's probably going to sit the bench for the first two years, probably red shirt. Mm-hmm. But – he he's got that kind of breakneck speed, that that crazy, uh, that crazy burst, a la Keaton Mitchell, right? Like we don't want to throw out that name and and get put that on a kid, yeah. But that's that's what it looks like from him, right? Smaller guy, right? I mean, only at five nine, one hundred seventy five pounds, built like Keaton Mitchell, runs like Keaton Mitchell, or similar to Keaton Mitchell. Um, got offers 
from some Power Five schools: Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Boston College, and Purdue. This is a big get. I absolutely agree. Uh, definitely a big get. You know, I, I agree that he's going to be kind of sitting for a while. There's a crowded room. You know, he, he's definitely not going to be starting right away, but uh, definitely a big get. Obviously, we can still continue to bolster that RB room. Um, that's always good. And then, um, you know, honestly, last but not least on this list that I see, Demarius Hines, safety, six foot, 180, um, three star out of high school, much need to play on the back end, can be good. I covered safety, kind of like Tegan Wilk similarity on that. Um, has offers from App State, Coastal, and Tulane. So pretty good G5 offers there um, from some other schools. So obviously we're losing some guys on the back end. We got to replenish some guys on the back end. Obviously a good get there if we can if we can you know finalize that. But your thoughts on the safety? Yeah, I mean lo- losing Julius Wood and Tegan Wilk hurts. I mean we we talk we talk about the the back end, right? And that that's always that's been kind of the one I would say maybe weaker spot at times for EC's defense. So being able to bring that in and bring him in and, and kind of replenish that that's big, right? So excited for him, uh Demarius Hines. I look this defense, or can we just say this defense is badass. Like Got some, got some transfer guys in today. Just replenish, right? The word yeah. of the word of the week is replenish, right? Rebuild and replenish. That that's that's what ECU is doing, and I'm amped up. Should be. I'm amped up. Should be. Look, y'all, y'all was talking a little reckless in the chat earlier. I ain't gonna lie to you. You was talking a little reckless in the chat, but I'm. I'm Who, I'm Who was talking reckless already? I was talking a little reckless in the chat. Ain't nobody talking reckless. That's all I say. Y'all, y'all say you're talking about undefeated seasons and, and natties, and you're talking a little reckless, but that's okay. Are already put in the uh, the group chat on blast. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean the. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I am excited, Artie, for, for what's going on. Um, talk to me about your level of excitement after this past weekend. Kane Hauser, all all the guys that have committed over the past couple of days. Well, look, the the the, the FBS guys, the, the the big name guys. That's that's been you know my my level of excitement is definitely there, right? When you when you when you get a guy like a Kane Hauser. When you get a guy like a Damian Wilson or Anthony Smith or Raheem Craig coming in, committing, coming from some some big time programs, that excitement is definitely there all the way. Um, now I'm going to tamper expectations. We're, we're coming off a two and ten season. I'm definitely going to tamper expectations. But like I said in the chat earlier, like we're doing what programs who want to be successful do, right? When you want to be successful and you're in the off season and you've come off the season, you know that that you just previously had this kind of aggression, this kind of relentless pursuit to get some, some, some marquee guys and, and change it quickly, not try to rebuild for some foreseeable future. We want to rebuild for the right now. And, and I feel like that's what this program is doing. So yeah, I'm, I'm hella excited. Definitely. Um, but going to tamper expectations a little bit. I'm not, I'm not talking, we're not undefeated seasons. We're not, we're not talking that talk right now. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, sorry. Making sure checking in with the guest. He, he's coming on here in a second. 
I had uh, already in my uh, state of being drugged up with a bunch of different <laughs> drugs. I, I sent him the wrong link. So uh, give me a Sheesh. second. He, yeah, he's coming we're, on. We're this uh, is, that was this him. Is, this is episode what? 176, Artie. 176. Ah, My no. goodness. Artie, I'm on. I've talked about a- the cocktail of <laughs> medicines I'm on in the group chat. Uh, the Mucinex, all that. But uh, yeah, Artie, this is this is a guy that we've been excited to have on. And, and we need, we, we've been talking, we need a quarterback. Right? And and. John David Baker, Coach Houston, that staff, they got it done. Yeah. They're burning the boats, Artie. They're firing the cannons. So let, let's bring him in. Welcome to the Boneyard Podcast, Caden Hauser. Caden, how's it doing, my friend? How are you guys doing? Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, all sure, ours, man. Man. Uh, so, I mean, got to Greenville this weekend, got to, got a chance to tour ECU and, and check out the facilities kind of what, what's your, what was your first thought once, once you rolled up on campus? It was cool. I got that flight into Raleigh then kind of drove into Greenville, but, um, overall I felt like the city had life. Um, it was really fun driving around town. They had a lot of good, a lot of good places to eat. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff to do, a lot of stuff to do around campus. And, um, it was really cool going up to the stadium, seeing the facility and stuff like that. So. Overall, it was really cool driving around Greenville and seeing it. Yeah. And, you know, Kate, you you had a lot of different suitors, right? You could have gone to a lot of different places. Why ECU? What what led to the decision to come to ECU, commit to ECU, and, and, and become a Pirate? I believe the opportunity um, is like no other. Um, I feel like the staff that they that they brought in and the staff that's already been there and the culture that they built, that Coach Houston built. And um, I think overall, just speaking with everyone in the building, um, it definitely – led to my decision and um, I feel like they do things the right way. And um, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be a part of it. For sure. Yeah. And we, we've talked a lot in, in the last, I guess, three weeks since the season ended um, about what we needed, right? We, we needed a offensive coordinator, needed a quarterback, right? They're still working on the offensive line. I'm, I'm sure that's to come. When, when talking to coach JDB, coach Baker, what what was that conversation like to say, hey, like this is what we're building? Here's here's what our, our goal is. Yeah. I mean, JDB came from Ole Miss, um, passing game coordinator over there. So he has history working behind some really good um coaches and has a history of coaching in some big games and um his philosophy on offense. Um, he wants to throw the ball around you. It's a high tempo, fast paced offense. He wants to put a bunch of points up on the board, and that's something that I want to be a part of. Um, I talk with him. Many times still in contact with him, just seeing my role and seeing where I fit in this whole operation and um, just seeing what we can do on offense, the potential that this team has um, is something I, I'm so excited to be a part of. And I can't wait to get back on campus and just attack everything as far as learning the playbook, getting with the guys. And um, this offense is going to be dynamic and I can't wait for that first game. Now, you know, coming out of Michigan State, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm a, I'm a big Michigan fan, so I'm, I am extremely happy yeah. to see you out of that Spartan green, to see you in some purple and gold down here in, in Greenville. But talk to us about your time up there in East Lansing. I mean, the good, the bad, the in-between. Talk to us about that experience and how you grew from that. Yeah, I mean, since the start, my, my whole goal was to play big-time football. So 
um, being able to play Michigan State in the Big Ten in the highest stage is something that um, was definitely a uh, an experience for sure. Um, I got to learn for a year from my freshman year. Um, and then my sophomore year, I got kind of thrown into the starting position, started seven games, played against all top schools, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, played against really good competition. Um, unfortunately, the season didn't go how we wanted to. Still ended up winning a couple games. But overall, I, I kind of take that as a learning experience. Um, I played in some big-time games against some really good competition. So just taking that and applying it to my next opportunity and having that experience, having some some time under my belt is something that um, that I'm excited to implement into my next my next uh, opportunity. So I, overall, it was just a learning experience, and I felt I grew a lot as a player. Love, love that. Okay, uh, I saw that. I saw that there there may have been a, a tour with with former ECU quarterback Hole Nailers. Talk about that experience and. and I mean, he, he's a legend around Greenville. Fans love him. I mean, people people say, I mean, local politics, right? But he, he's, he's a local kid, right? Grew up with ECU. Talk about touring touring the facilities with him and, and how, how that went. No, Holt's a, Holt's a legend. Um, just seeing him, it was, it was graduation when I went down. So we had, there was a bunch of people down there on campus, and he was down there. Um, so being able to talk with him and kind of talk to his story, when I first kind of talked with ECU, I, I kind of looked at some of the games that he was playing in big time player. And I, was, I kind of became a little fan a little bit, just seeing his, his ability and um, what he was able to do at ECU. So um, just speak, speaking with him and having sharing his experience and walking through the facilities and stuff with him um, is something that I want to emulate. Um, I feel like he, he really good player. And um, the overall, he just, he gave me some really good advice. Um, he's been through, been through a lot here and um, I hope, hopefully I can, break some of those records that he has with, with that, with that being said, I mean, what, what kind of advice do, does a guy like whole nailers give to you? Right. I mean, what, what kind of advice was he giving it? And you don't have to, you don't have to share everything, but I'd love to know. Yeah. The biggest thing was um, his leadership. So right now I talk with the staff and they, they need a leader on offense um, and being quarterback, playing quarterback is something that, um, leadership is a part of and leadership comes with playing that position and he was somebody that was able to lead an offense and lead a team so he gave me some advice just how to interact with the guys and how to come in and positive and push people around you and overall just become a leader for this for this team so um he kind of knows the ins and outs of the program and he kind of gave me some insight just speaking with some of the players and um what this team needs as far as leadership so hearing that from him um was really cool so i got to take some notes from that but it was good nice Love that. And, you know, coming into this this system, this this new program, what would you want Pirate Nation to know about you? You know, your work ethic, your character, what you bring to, to this program. What would you want Pirate Nation to know about you, the player and, and the man? Yeah, I strive to be the hardest worker on the team. Um, I try to be the first one in, last one out sort of mentality. Um, I want to bring others around with me. Um, when I approach the weight room, when I approach the practice and I approach conditioning, all that kind of stuff, I want to go out there and prove that I, I, I work the hardest. And along with that, I want to bring people along with me. Um, so that's what I to the table as far as um, hard work and um, attacking everything every, each day. So having that experience um, from Michigan State and knowing what it takes to play in big time games and making some mistakes, making some good plays and learning from all that. Um, I know what it takes to come in and be a leader and um, take advantage of some of these opportunities. So Knowing that, I'm excited to get to work, and um, I'm already trying to hit the ground running with trying to build relationships with some of these guys on the team, and also some of the pieces we're bringing in. So 
overall, I'm just ecstatic to be a part of this. And um, I cannot wait to get back on campus and start rolling. Love it. Now, with that being said, I mean, we, we keep seeing the same gift posted by JDB and the hashtag burn the boats. I, I feel like every, every 15 minutes I'm seeing a new tweet. Uh, I mean, lots of guys being brought in and are are you, do y'all already have like a group chat? It, how, how's that going? Yeah. I mean, they're, when the coaches talked to me, they said their quarterback is the biggest recruiter. So they wanted to bring a quarterback in early to help out um, recruit some of these players. So um, once I, once I signed, once I uh, committed and told the coaches I was all in, um, I went right to work just trying to bring some pieces in and start building relationships with the receivers I already have. So yeah, actually today I just made a group chat with some of the guys that, I'm going to be throwing the ball to. So um, just kind of start talking with them and start building some chemistry. So it's really important. So just starting doing that when we get back on campus. Any guys in that group chat that aren't officially announced yet? I don't want, I don't want to go ahead and announce. You, you don't have to scoop. Look at that. Yeah. I don't want to go out them out, but we, uh, nothing, no, no worries there. I think we have some really good pieces coming in and um, I feel like uh, Pirate Nation should be excited for what, what's to come. Okay, sure. love that. Kind of, kind of a, a fun question for you because we usually ask a lot of players this, so I wanna, I wanna ask you this: um, what kind of, what kind of locker room swag, what kind of field swag you bring into the, to the, to the field? Are, are you, are you kind of generic, you basic? You don't, you don't rock a lot, or is this like a, like a certain like sleeve you gotta wear, or a certain socks you gotta wear? What kind of, what kind of swag you bring into the game? No, I'm pretty traditional. Um, I like to just focus on my play, but um, I do have a kind of like some things like I always have to have my wrist taped. I always have to have my socks, like either a spat or something like that, but um, nothing too crazy. I'm trying to just go out and play football. So I don't want to make too much of a distraction. Okay. Okay. I got you. That's fair. Love that. Love that. Now we, we, we always talk about wanting to get to know the players and, and getting to know you on a personal level outside of football, outside of, of what you do on the field. Talk about some of the things that, that you like to do outside of football. Uh, I've heard, Maybe surfing is that is that a thing? Yeah, I mean, number one, first and foremost, uh, I'm a family guy. I love being around my family and friends, and um, spending time with them is what I kind of usually do in my off time. And yes, I mean, I, I grew up in Vegas, lived in Southern California for a little bit, so I do have some surfing under my belt. I mean, I'm not I'm not the greatest surfer, but I'll go out and and uh, surf for a little bit. But um, yeah, that's something I like to do on my free time too, is surfing, and then also trying to get into golf, play some round of golf. I see you have the Titleist hat, so. Nice. We, maybe, maybe we can hit the links. Or, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we're, we're not. Artie and I are not very good at, at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> but we we try. We definitely try. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd love. We I think we've we at this point, Artie, we could probably get like a golf tournament going with all we the. We have a pretty good squad with yeah. all the guests that we've had on. That we're like, yeah, we should hit the links. What? We'll have to we'll have to get that set up. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have to get that set up and, yeah, and get some nil money out of that. <laughs> play play playing a golf tournament with Caden Hauser, ECU quarterback. Um, Caden, I I want to ask you because with the new world of, of the transfer portal and the state of college athletics, especially in football, uh, recruiting is insane. Talking about nil, talking about all the pieces that go into it, social media, all that. What was maybe the biggest difference in your recruitment this time around versus when you were coming out of high school? Um, yeah, I feel like that's that's definitely a 
a piece of the recruitment for sure. Um, there's definitely some of that that money and collective and everything going around. So it's definitely a big part of bringing some guys in. Um, when I spoke to the coaches, um, I made it very clear that I'm, I'm here to play football. Um, I feel that playing football is something that's most important to me right now. And I feel like that I have a lot that I have to prove and I'm not really proven yet. So I'm using this opportunity to go play football and go undefeated and win every game and put up a bunch of points. And I feel like that all this stuff will come right now. I'm really just focused on playing ball and get to know the guys. Gotcha. And, you know, from a, from a schematic stands, standpoint, what are some of the things you are most excited to do in this new offense under JDB that maybe you didn't do up there in East Lansing at Michigan state? Yeah. I mean, at Michigan state, it was a really post-style offense, uh, pretty slow. Um, we didn't really push the tempo that much. And I feel like in this offense, uh, we're pushing the tempo. We're going fast. We're trying to score as fast as possible and uh, have some explosive plays, have some dynamic plays. So seeing that and seeing what Ole Miss had um, success with JDB, um, he has a chip on his shoulder too. He's he's ready to go and attack this. So I, I'm all in with him, and um, I'm excited to get after it. The, the biggest thing that I'll say about ECU is that chip on the shoulder mentality. That sticks. That yeah, sticks. sticks. Yeah. Like everybody here, I, I'm seeing a bunch of people comment in, in the chat. I, I'm sure all of them can attest to it. Everybody at ECU, we all have a chip on our shoulder mentality. So I, I love to hear that that you feel that way as well. Um, as far as maybe the one thing that, that you're looking to maybe work on in your game going into the new season, what, what may that one thing be? That's a good question. I feel like the biggest thing for me is the kind of offense I was in at Michigan State was pro style, and I didn't really allow myself to extend plays in my feet and um, almost be like a dual threat kind of quarterback. So I feel like going into this situation, my biggest emphasis is to use my feet and extend plays as much as I can when things break down. Like that's an important part of football, and with this offense, I'm going to need to do it. So really focusing just on the offseason, just trying to get uh, bigger, faster, stronger as always, but um, really working on my quick uh, quick twitch and then just trying to extend plays going into the season. For sure. Artie, you got any other questions? That's all I have for him. Well, then, Last Kane, I, I, I got one question for you. This yeah. is going to be the hardest question. <laughs> all right, here we go. By far, hardest question that, that we got for you. Uh, on, on your recruiting visit, you stopped by this little-known establishment called uh, Sup Dogs. Do you remember it? Do you remember that visit? Yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> uh, well, we we like to ask all of our guests, "What's your order at Sub Dogs? What what what'd you have?" Uh, I saw people when the, when you posted, they were like, "Oh, we got to find out what he had." What what'd you order? Okay, one, um, I got the pizza like tater tot things. I forgot what they're called. They're great though, amazing. Yes, I was gonna get a I was gonna get a Sub Dog. And then I decided to go with the burger. I went with the nacho burger. So I had like the nacho cheese and chips on it. It's fantastic. Okay. Okay. The pizza tots and, and the burger. I love it. Love that. Yeah, that was great. That's all I got. It was, it was good. It was a little lunch. It was good. <laughs> hey, that's that's good. That's a good order. At least, uh, high calorie intake, which we we here at the Bone Yard Podcast love the high calorie intake. <laughs> if that's what we're if you couldn't tell, I, I do like the high calorie intake. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shout out to dogs. Yeah, shout out Sup Dogs, Brett, friend of the podcast, Sup Dogs, friends of the podcast. Love them. Love, love the food, man. I, I, I need to get back down to Greenville and get some Sup Dogs. Um, ne- next time, Caden, food's on us. All right. 
Next, next time when, when we're in Greenville, if we're ever down there with you, we'll uh we'll, we'll take you to Sub Dogs and, and get you some food. Then we'll go play golf. First. We'll go play golf and then That's then good. eat Sub Dogs. Sounds like a day. Sounds like a good day, man. For sure. Well, Kane, thank you for joining us on the Boneyard Podcast. Uh, wish you the best of luck. We'll stay in, we'll stay in contact and excited to see you in, in the purple and gold, man. Not not that green and white. Not the yeah, not that Spartan green. It's purple and I'm gold. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I, I enjoy too is the uniforms and helmets and everything. It's it's fantastic. I'm so excited to put that purple and gold on. So excited to be a pirate. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, welcome to Pirate Nation, Caden. We'll we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate it, Caden. Take Bye. care. Yep. Once again, ECU quarterback Kane Hauser on the Boneyard Podcast. Friend of the podcast now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm fired up, Artie. I'm telling you, Bama's coming to Dowdy, and we're beating Ooh. them in, in, in the college football playoff next year. 13-0, 14-0. National championship or bust. I'm only half kidding. Hey, look, I, I'll say this, man. He's he's got that he's got that podium, you know, the the decorum down to a T. Like the the, the right answers. Class personified. I mean, he's a 19, 20 year old kid, man. Can you imagine what we were doing at 19, 20 years old? Or we didn't I know, want, I know we what we were doing at 19, <laughs> 20 years old. <laughs> we, we were we were not Kate Hauser at 19. I, I was passed old. out on the Chancellor's lawn at 19, My 20 goodness. years old, Artie. No, I no, I I that, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got it down to a T. That was that was awesome. That was one awesome. of our guys now. One of our guys. Um. Uh, yeah, lo- loving it. I'm. I'm. I'm so fired up. But Artie, he was just. He was just kind of the biggest bright spot on right. a huge weekend. I'm talking huge weekend. Huge for the Pirates. I mean, lots of guys committing. I saw Josh just put in our chat here. Uh, all the offensive coaches just tweeted. Hashtag burn the boats. So some something I mean, burn the boats. Come on. Mm. Uh, talk to me about some of the other transfers, Artie. Yeah, I mean, look, Damian Wilson, obviously uh, linebacker out of Missouri. That's a that's a big get. Coming back home, he's from this area, uh, so he so he's coming back to uh, the two five two area. Uh, Anthony Smith, wide receiver out of NC State. Uh, good to good to have him back. Not him back, but good to have him uh, coming out. I know uh, we had last week we were talking about you know NC State and and you hate NC State. How do you how do you feel about Anthony Smith coming 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 from the Wolfpack? You gonna you gonna open him with 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 open arms? Of course. Okay. Okay. Uh, Artie, the like I said, the only reason because this conversation came on from us talking about Tegan Wilk having looks at at NC State and Tegan's one of our guys. If Tegan goes to state, I won't hold it against him. I want him to do whatever's best for him and his family. We talked about Alec Makarevich also. That's a whole different, whole different thing, right? Because um, he was leaving ECU to go to state. That's is that why I said it's yeah, state? but it, it, it was it, it was all that was behind it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Smith coming in. I, I saw. I think I saw someone. Did Michael? Did Michael Allen commit? Did I see that? Um, 
somewhere. Look, so much is changing so fast. I, I saw I saw some people talking about it. Um, Michael Allen, running back, who, I mean, from Greenville, yeah, NC State, could could be coming into come could be coming into ECU. Um, I don't know if it's official. I haven't checked Twitter yet. Um, I think that's I, happened since we've been recording. But I mean, already anybody that comes in, I'm opening I'm opening up the arms. If you go to NC State, we we're we're gonna be okay with you. But it's it's on a case by case basis. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, look, man. I'm not gonna be mad at nobody making a business decision. I make I make business decisions every single day, and I do not factor what other people feel about it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash anybody for making a business decision even though we do not like nc state that is we don't like nc state on this podcast we don't like nc state and pirate nation but business is business i ain't gonna fault you for it already i got one thing to say fuck state um <laughs> no nah. and what I, what I what i will say about anthony smith though if he really runs a, a, a 4 3 40 my goodness and he's tall that over the top speed watch out now watch out i mean We've been saying we need a deep threat. At times, Josiah Hatfield looked like he may be the guy. Never really panned out. This could be our deep threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw somebody said, oh, he only had 14 receptions. Yeah, but he's the deep threat guy. Like I, I think his uh, average yards per reception was like 18. We need that. It's not going to be any of these these wheel routes that we're running or, or we're not going to be just throwing it over the middle five yards. We're going to be throwing it past the sticks, y'all. That's what we've been asking for. Just throw it past the sticks. I'm excited. Um, one guy to keep an eye out for, uh, Artie. One guy, talking about NC State, a guy I really want, Lyndon Cooper, that the offensive lineman. Two years of eligibility left. I don't think he's committed yet. I I would love, love, love for him to end up in the purple and gold. Absolutely. I mean, looking at yeah, looking at the the targets that we have on the list. I mean, he's the one that pops out, right? I mean, obviously we got three receivers on this list. I mean, they're they're all you know will be good good to get. We got two edge edge rushers on this list, but clearly that that old lineman Lyndon Cooper. Um, that's obviously what we're trying to build rebuild. Um, to get yeah, to get him would, would be huge. <clears throat> well, just now seeing a tweet from offensive line coach Matt Maddox. It all starts up front and the pirates got better tonight. So maybe it's him. Love it. Uh also KD Small um made it official tonight. He'd committed a couple weeks ago, but posted tonight that he was locked in for uh for ECU. So that's Kadarius Small out of uh, Southwest Mississippi. Um, then Raheem Craig, talking about on the defensive side of the ball, you talked about Day-Day Wilson. Raheem Craig bringing in an edge rusher from Louisville. Big body. Artie, thoughts on, on Blake Harrell's defense? Friend of the podcast, Blake Harrell's defense. Blake, look, man, Blake Harrell know what he's doing. I'm not, I'm not going to question Blake Harrell. I'm not going to raise an eyebrow. That man has proven to me that he knows what he's doing. He 
is somebody that can come in in a crisis because that's exactly <laughs> what he did. He took over a defense in crisis and turned it around. I'm not questioning nothing Blake Harrell does. I like all these moves. <laughs> I like all of them, to be honest yeah. with you. And all these programs have success. Missouri, NC State, Louisville, they're all bowling. They all had tremendous success this past season. So, um, Yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I think the Twitter question we got was, where where are we on an excitement level? I think I think that was the Twitter question. I'm I'm on the moon, man. I'm high as a kite uh, as far as as where where I think we're going. Uh, Artie, maybe maybe it's just the fan in me that gets over. I mean, I said I said EC. It ain't, it ain't maybe Jared. You. <laughs> I said EC could go nine and three last year. If if we give Jared an inch, she's gonna take him out. Damn right. I'm so excited. Is it is it August 31st yet? I think that's when we play. Hey, look, don't 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 bypass baseball season now. I'm excited for baseball season. That's coming up quick. Don't bypass that. Less than two months away. All right, already. Uh we can start wrapping it up here in a minute. I, I got I got one question for you. It's kind of become a tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas is this weekend. Yes, it is. Don't even feel like it, honestly. I mean, what is going on? Uh, let me pose this question to you and all the Pirate Nation that's watching, all the Pirate Nation that's listening to the podcast, wherever they're driving. Let me pose this question to you. What is your one gift that you hope Santa brings ECU Athletics this year? Mm. Well, we're, we're talking 2024 or just... Just it, say that Santa was bringing you something on Christmas night, Christmas Eve night. You woke up, you open a present, boom, you open the present and it says... This is what you get for ECU. What would that one thing be? Maybe it's an indoor practice facility. Maybe it's a trip to Omaha. Maybe it's a trip to the college football playoff. Uh, that that's going to be a, a few. Maybe it's America, no. and and you can keep it realistic too, right? Like may, maybe it's a conference championship in in football. What is that one thing that this Christmas you're hoping for? more than anything but keep it realistic you know I, i'm to be honest with you just because this program has been way too consistent for way too long and has not made it there it's omaha omaha, it's omaha. yeah it's it's a college world series trip just because we've had what eight nine ten teams that have been good enough to go to omaha and have not done it um so yeah college world series omaha i that's that's what i want for indoor practice facility it, it maybe it'll come i don't know maybe that's what we're thinking maybe it's not hopefully we get it we, we should have already had it by now football you know we'll, we'll get there eventually basketball will get there eventually omaha something realistic that could happen this this it could happen this season it could happen last season it could happen three years ago omaha something that could happen any year so that that's what i want 
I concur. Let's go to Omaha. I, I'm just so ready to stop seeing the graphic of. Oh, they're so close. Oh, the, man. the school that's been in the most NCAA tournaments but never been to Omaha. I'm so <laughs> ready for them so to be much able to retire that graphic. Win so little. Um, yeah. Other question I have for you, Artie. Top three Christmas movies. Go. Mm. Well, Home Alone, obviously. Okay. One. Home Alone, the, the, the first one, is one. Um, the Grinch is two. The Jim Carrey Grinch. I like, I like, I, Grinch. I like, I like, I like the cartoon one too. Savannah hates that Grinch. I like, I like the cartoon too. The cartoon is great. I put the cartoons in top five. The Jim Carrey I, I, Grinch I, I, is I, I banned like in this household. It's banned in the house. Savannah don't like. Why Savannah like it? She doesn't like Jim Carrey. <laughs> okay, we got, we got, we got to come back to that topic later. We ain't got time though. Um, what will be third? <clears throat> Man, I'm I'm a I'm a Jack Frost guy. I like Jack Frost. The um, what's his name? Is it is it Michael Keaton that that plays Jack Frost? I don't know. I think it's Michael Keaton. That's my movie, man. So um, yeah, Home Alone, The Grinch, Jack Frost. Those are those are my three. Gotta start with Christmas Vacation. Oh, that will be four for me. That will be four. That's, that's number it. one. That's, that's yeah, that's number that's, one. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Home Alone. Four Christmases. That's the comedy, right? That's the one with Vince Vaughn and uh, yeah, yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if, one is. That one. If is you're good. from a family with d- divorced parents, you understand. That, that is- <laughs> I love that. That movie is the best. That one. That one. That one is good. It's not in my top three, but I, I concur. That is a very good Christmas movie. <clears throat> All right. Um, do you have a walk the plank already? Man, I don't. Well, you know what? My walk to plank. Another NBA thing. I'm. I'm. I, I, we might have roles reverse now because I'm starting to become an old Grinch and an old grumpy guy. I don't understand why. I don't like the banner. I don't like LA putting up a damn banner for this in season tournament bullshit. I. I just don't like it. I don't know why I don't like it. I just don't like it. It just doesn't deserve a banner to me. I get the trophy. I get the presentation. I get the five hundred thousand dollars for each player. I love it. Great. The banner. I just feel like banners should only be real world championships. Like you only put a banner in the rafter if you won a world title or a conference title, right? I, that's just that's just me. I don't like the in season tournament banner, and they put it beside the other championship banners. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a Grinch. Maybe I'm being a, a being a being a you know a Scrooge, but I don't like it. Walk the play. Um. I don't have one, honestly. Uh, it's the season of, of love. It's the season of, of Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. I don't know. I'm just in a good mood, Artie. For being as sick as I am and being as grumpy as I usually am. That's the drugs. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. All right. Let's do uh, let's do Gambling Corner and then let's get the hell out of here. Let's do it. Um. We're gonna go through the from the games. We we went up to December twenty fifth, or de, like the games before Christmas last time. We're gonna do the games after Christmas this time, um, and then we'll do. I guess we'll probably do the uh, college football playoff next week. Yeah, that works for you. 
All right. Um, let's see. The was that the Quick Lane Bowl, Bowling Green State versus Minnesota. Give me Minnesota. Didn't uh didn't Minnesota go like five and seven this year? Aren't they the only five and seven team that made it to a bowl game? Five I, and I seven think they are. bowling this year. I didn't think there were. You said what? I didn't think any five and seven teams were bowling this year. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I thought I read that Minnesota went five and seven. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I could definitely be wrong. I didn't really care about Minnesota like that. But uh, who's their opponent? Bowling Green. Bowling Green. My goodness. That's a school I haven't heard of in a, in a minute. Yeah, give me Minnesota. I, I, I know nothing about Bowling Green. I'm not even going to sit up here and act like I, I know what the hell Bowling Green's program is doing. Give me Minnesota. That, that's exactly why. That's what, exactly why I said it. And yes, uh, Minnesota is five and seven. Wow, all right, so are. I was correct. Um, all right, the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, uh, Texas State and Rice. Texas State is a five and a half point favorite. Um, I feel like Texas State was sneaky good this year. I, I feel like they they had some decent wins. Um. Let's see. I think I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go rice. Yeah, I was I was gonna do the same thing. Fellow American Athletic Conference member, they're they're not usually in this position, um, you know, to, <laughs> to be in a bowl game. So go rice, man. I hope they finish that season off strong. Yeah. Next up, the guaranteed rate bowl. Eight and four Kansas and nine and four UNLV. Uh, always forget David Magazoo, safeties coach at, at UNLV. Uh, so for that reason, look, KU Kansas is a twelve and a half point favorite. For that reason, I'm taking UNLV. Just because Damon Magazoo, guy intercepted Russell Wilson in the end zone. <laughs> Hey, look, both, both, both of these teams had some decent years. Kansas could have finished a lot better than what they did. Kansas could have won nine games if they wanted to. They could have, they could have finished nine and three if they if they really wanted to. So they they got a really good quarterback. They got a better team than advertised. Give me Kansas. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right, Virginia Tech, Tulane. Virginia Tech is a 10-and-a-half point favorite. That's bullshit. Granted, I don't know how many guys have transferred out so yeah. far from Tulane. How how motivated is Tulane going to be, right? Still, uh, I think Tulane's better than Virginia Tech. But even so, how does it how does how does Las Vegas have them as as a ten and a half point favorite? I, I don't understand that line. Six and six Virginia Tech. 11 and 2 Tulane granted Tulane's without their head coach losing some guys in the portal I, I still I just don't understand how they're still a 10 and a half point favorite yeah I, I just I don't know I, I feel like Virginia Tech has more to prove in in, in one of those rare instances where the uh, the power five school has more to prove than the group of five school. Um, I think they're going to be more ready for this game. I think they're going to be more inspired. I think Virginia Tech's going to win this game. I don't think they should be favored by that much. 
But I do think Virginia Tech wins this game because I just don't think Tulane, they're coming off that conference championship loss, losing their coach. I, I just don't think they're going to be really up for this for this bowl game. For sure. Um, all right. Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte. University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in West Virginia. West Virginia is six and a half point favorites. Uh, Drake may play. I don't think Drake may is playing in this bowl. Um, Probably not. So for that reason, give me West Virginia. I concur. Drake May's not playing. UNC has no shot. Give me West Virginia. <sighs> Tess Walker's not playing. Yeah, it's, it's, they're not, they're not going to win this game. I mean, they were struggling to win games with them. So, no. All right. Louisville, Southern Cal. Louisville's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. This is the DirecTV Holiday Bowl. Louisville. I, honestly, I can see Louisville winning in a blowout. USC's defense is trash. Caleb is Caleb, Caleb Williams is not going to play in this game. No, I, he's not. Yeah, he's absolutely not going to play in this game. Um, no, yeah, Louis, Louisville should win this game by a lot. By a lot, if we're being honest. So, give me Louisville. Um, Yeah, I, I'm on Louisville. Uh, Lincoln Riley seems to be struggling a little bit and – in LA with keeping recruits. That, and that man gotta get a defensive coordinator. Gotta gotta that, figure out the defense, but that man gotta get a defensive coordinator. I mean, I, I think his two highest rated uh recruits on defense last year both entered the transfer portal today. So uh not looking great out there for, for the Trojans. Um all right. Next up, Texas AM, Oklahoma State in the Tax Act, Texas Bowl, Tam. You is uh, a two-point favorite. Oklahoma State all day. Yeah, yeah. Give me uh give me OK State. And Texas AM ain't got Jimbo no more. They they're paying him what five hundred million dollars or whatever it is. So give me Oklahoma State. All right. Thursday, December twenty-eighth. Number twenty-four, SMU. Faces future ACC foe in Boston College in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. SMU's an 11-point favorite. First off, screw Boston College. Yeah, first and foremost. Also, screw SMU. Yes. Can they both lose? But if they can't, give me SMU. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I, I wish they could both lose this game. I think they cover too. <laughs> Finished their season on an L. I'm so I'm still pissed that SMU walks out of the the conference with a championship. Um, God, that that pisses me off. But give me SMU, because uh, just because why would I root for Boston College? Their cheeks. <clears throat> All right, six and six Rutgers. Versus Miami in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Miami's a one-point favorite. Uh, this is a tough one. Rutgers is scrappy, man. That's a that's a that's a scrappy ball club. Yeah, I'm gonna take Rutgers. Where are they? Scarlet Knights. Yeah. 
Yeah. Give me Miami though. Give me Miami. Uh, they, they they just they 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 played a whole lot worse than they than they should have played this year. They just really did. They can never get right. But give me Miami. All right, in the Pop Tarts Bowl, Jesus, Kansas State and NC State. Artie, yeah, this is I'll, this <laughs> this bowl game just makes me laugh, man. The Pop Tarts Bowl. This is that's that's up there. That is that is definitely up there. What, what's your favorite flavor Pop Tart? <laughs> Granddad, what did you do in college? I played in the Pop Tarts Bowl. <laughs> what, what's your favorite Pop Tart, Artie? Um, man, it's got. I'm I'm old school, bro. It's got to be strawberry or blueberry. I'm I'm old school. I'm old school. I'm not doing that s'mores bullshit. I'm not no, miss uh, me with the like frosting and all that bullshit. You no. hold on, no frosting. No, I'm talking. I'm talking like the the ones with like the the like kind of like you said the s'mores. They had the cookies and cream. They had like all oh these yeah, I'll, I'll like blueberry, strawberry. I'm I'm traditional. Give me give me them too. No them wildberry. What the real ones know about wildberry? I mean, yeah, I can do I can do wildberry. That's that's fine. That's fine. I don't need That's it. the best That's one. Fine. The purple with the blue stripes. That's fine. That's fine. I thought you were about to say you like the Pop-Tarts with no frosting on it. And I was about to call I'm you. I'm not a psychopath. Yeah, I was like, okay, what, what, what's going on up there mentally with you? Is is everything okay? That's what they – never mind. No, I was going to say something <laughs> I shouldn't say. Um, yeah, I, I, like the, I like the purple Pop-Tarts, the wild berry Pop-Tarts. Kansas State wears purple. Also, fuck State. Go Kansas State. Wildcats. All right. Arizona, Oklahoma, and the Valero Alamo Bowl. Arizona's 14th in the country. Oklahoma's 12th. This is going to be a sneaky good game. Um, Arizona's good. Arizona's good. Honestly, I've watched like four Arizona games this year, surprisingly. Arizona's good. That's a good football team. Arizona's three-point favorites. Yeah, give me Arizona. I, yeah, I, I really look Oklahoma. I wouldn't be shocked if Oklahoma wins this game, but Arizona is. If people that have not been paying attention to Arizona, they coming. They that's a good football team for sure. Um, all right, next Clemson, Kentucky, and the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Clemson's a four point favorite. They're twenty second in the country. Uh, I don't believe in Clemson, man. Give me Kentucky. I don't believe in Kentucky. Give me Clemson. Dabble, look, Dabble going to have his guys right, man. They won, what, four straight to end the season? They finished eight and four after an abysmal start. Give me Dabble, man. He's going he to have them boys ready. They're going to they beat the brakes off Kentucky. This one's fun to say already. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. <laughs> Oregon State, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm. I like Oregon State here. I, I really do. I like Oregon State a lot this year. Yeah, they they kind of faltered down the stretch, but I, I like I like Oregon State a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think anybody that went through that Pac-12 gauntlet this year and finished with eight or nine wins or more, you you got it. You got a solid ball club. 
you definitely got a solid ball club. So, um, oh, damn. I, Josh just put that in. The Oregon State got no coach or their quarterback. Mm. Okay. I, oh, I, didn't, shit, I, I forgot didn't, about that. I didn't, right, know no, I didn't know they were playing without DJ. And <laughs> yeah, he, he's transferring. That. That's right. That, he's transferring. That, yeah, that, that switches things completely. Thank you for and that. Yeah, they, they don't have a coach. And they don't have a coach. Yeah, thank you for Kinda that. Kind of need those two Josh. things. Yeah, that 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 changes things completely. Good call, Josh. <laughs> Not Oregon State. Notre Dame. <laughs> Sorry. Good call. Josh, Josh looking out for us. Josh is on it because we was we was slipping. Man, we were slipping. Mm. Uh all right. Memphis, Iowa State. Iowa State's nine and a half point favorites. Memphis sneaky good nine and three season this year. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But as quiet as a nine and three season you could have. It's super quiet. Let, let's see. Their their schedule, I mean, lost to Tulane, lost to Missouri. Lost SMU. I mean, they lost to three good teams, too. Yeah. Tulane, SMU, Tulane, and Missouri. SM, yeah, SMU, Missouri. Yeah. All all which have been ranked or are still ranked. So, yeah, that, that, that's the quietest 9-3 season you're going to have, for being honest. Give me Memphis. Memphis, Memphis should win this game. Give me, give, me, give me Memphis. Shout out Memphis Spence. Give me Memphis. All right, Artie. Uh, Goodyear, Cotton Bowl. Missouri and Ohio State. Yeah. Mizzou is a, a one-point favorite over the Buckeyes. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, that team down south is without their quarterback. I don't know if it's going to matter that much because he wasn't that great. But uh, if Missouri doesn't win this game by 50, I'll be disappointed. So. No, you know, I'm taking the Tigers in this one. Yeah, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I lean into, into Mizzou. But at first I wanted to say Ohio State, but I, I think I'm going to side with you. I think I'm going to go Missouri. And um, they, they were a couple of bad bricks away from playing for an SEC championship title. So. That's true. Um, Ole Miss. Playing against Penn State. In the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Coach JDB is going to be there helping coach. Um, number 11 versus number 10. Penn State's a four-point favorite. Just because we're JDB guys. Yeah, man. Give me yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah, give me give me Lane Kiffin to Ole Miss, man. Because we took their offensive coordinator, their tight ends coach. Give me Ole Miss. Uh. Yeah, I mean, low key. Yeah, I, Penn State can't score. They have low, a great defense. Low key, I am. I am. Penn State can't score. I am high on Lane Kiffin right now. Like, I I love I love me some Lane Kiffin. His, oh, social, his, his Twitter is phenomenal. I I, I get on there and look Twitter, at Twitter, TikToks. His, his social media is undefeated. I love it. Um. All right. So we both. Going Ole Miss, uh, Auburn, Maryland, the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl 
Ain't nobody care about this game. Nope. Maryland. You pick Maryland, so I'm going to go Auburn. All right. Uh, the pissed off ball, the Capital One pissed off ball, Georgia versus Florida State. Oh, God. Woo. Georgia's a 14 point favorite. Woo. Go, dogs. <laughs> yeah, look, man, I wouldn't even be shocked if Florida State don't even get off the bus for this game. If Florida State's like, we're just going to boycott this. We're not even going to. They should just. But. They should just send in. They should just send in like the the walk ons. It should just be the walk on ball. You're you're either gonna get an, an uninspired Florida State that's still pissed off that they didn't go to the playoff, or you're gonna get the most pissed off, motivated team you've ever seen, and they're gonna beat Georgia by twenty. Like that's you, you, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's not gonna be in between. It's gonna be one or the other. But I still take Georgia. And while we're on this subject, already real quick. With Florida State, I, I see a lot of the people that talk from the Power Five perspective of expanding college fo- the college football playoff saying, oh, well, it diminishes what you do in the regular season. <clears throat> There's literally a clause in the college football playoff selection that if you lose a player, if they get injured, even if it's in the c- conference championship game, you could be excluded from the college football playoff. So then, what what did it matter about the regular season? It never mattered about the regular season. Yeah, but but Florida State without Jordan Travis, they are not the same team. They're not. It doesn't matter. They're thirteen They're and not 0 the same team. They're not. And you're going to put a better product out there than putting Florida State against Michigan because we would have dog walked Florida State. But Michigan Alabama is going to be a classic. All right. Toledo, Wyoming, in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Wyoming's a three and a half point favorite. I don't know if anybody's transferred out from Toledo. They had a pretty good quarterback. I think he may have transferred out. Um, but if not, I'm taking Toledo. Toledo's had a damn good year this year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Okay. I agree. I can. I concur. Give me Toledo. All right, we'll do. Uh, we'll do the January first bowls next week. Yeah. How's that? We did enough ball games. I mean, they'll they'll give us some some big ones. They'll give us the big ones. All right, Artie. Anything else? We've got. We've gone on too long. That's all she wrote. That's all I got, baby. Good episode. Kane Hauser, friend of the podcast. Love it. I'm excited for college. I'm I'm excited for ECU football next year. As you should be. As you should be. Burn the boats, baby. Burn the boats. All right, let's get out of here. Hey, as always, Pirate Nation, thank y'all for tuning in once again. We appreciate you. Appreciate you dealing with these two knuckleheads. Um, Josh, thank you again on the ones and twos. Wash your hands, wash your butts. Deuce. Make sure you subscribe on, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a five-star review. You don't walk the damn plank. Peace!